Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about utilizing the functional squat to help evaluate your patients better. Now, I just finished four days of CME courses that I just gave. We did the shoulder on one day, cervical and lumbar spine on another day, but the next two days were on the foot and ankle and the knee. And one of the interesting things is that we talked about functional squats and how it can be a very efficient way to you know help evaluate your patient and it's something that's quick and easy to do but can tell you a lot about everything from the foot and ankle up to the back um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about you know how does it affect your knee uh, how does it affect the foot how does it affect the foot and ankle and your hips um, and even up to the back so um, we're going to be we're going to be talking about all of that stuff how it affects you um, throughout the chain from the foot up and uh, we'll be doing that in just a, a few but what I'd like to do is just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors before we get started do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time a main doctor and the company he founded mainly technology group have created a high-tech all-terrain chemical free sock designed to reduce fatigue the Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the functional squat and how it can give us information. Now, we all know that, you know, evaluating patients can be difficult sometimes, can be um, sometimes time-consuming, and we're really all on a time crunch now, especially with insurance companies, uh, you know, really putting the hammer down on us uh, about getting these evaluations done and, and seeing more patients and whatnot. Um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit about this functional squat. Now, you don't need to be, a, you know, a professional weightlifter to evaluate how this goes. You don't need to be a strength and conditioning coach. There are a few things that I'll uh, talk about today that can really make your life easier as a provider when evaluating folks. And this does not just pertain to kids, Okay. Or to people who work out all the time. This is to the general public. I had a lady today who does not work out, um, but I was able to um, really sort out a lot when I checked her functional squat. Um, and it can be really helpful as far as, you know, uh, exercise prescription or uh, even sending somebody to uh, therapy or to a strength and conditioning uh, coach to help kind of get things lined up a little bit better. Um, so let's talk about the first thing. When you have a, a patient get ready to do a squat for you. So you have them stand in front of you, okay? And you just have them stand there. And then the next thing you're going to say is, okay, now I'd like you to squat. Don't prompt them with anything else about telling them where their feet should be or anything like that. But the first thing you'll notice oftentimes with people who have difficulty squatting is they will take a wider stance, Okay, so they'll automatically kind of take a few steps, um, the right foot to out to the right side, the left foot out to the left side, and they'll widen that stance a little bit. The other thing you might notice is that they might externally rotate their hips, so they're turning their toes out a little bit. Um, that tells you something right away before they do a squat because they're kind of prepping themselves because they have a difficult time getting down to the floor. 
Okay. So what you do, first of all, is you have them straighten out those feet a little bit. Okay. And try to get those feet about shoulder width apart. Then what you do is you ask them to squat. Now watch just one part at a time. Watch the feet if you're going to be uh, assessing the feet, but don't try to assess the whole thing at one time. It's kind of like doing a gait evaluation, right? So you ask them to squat and you watch their feet. Now, oftentimes if people don't have enough dorsiflexion, they'll go up on their tiptoes in order to get down deeper, okay? Or they will turn the feet outward. They'll kind of rotate and whip out a little bit, okay? And when they do that, they'll the, the feet will go into pronation and the big toe sometimes will go into hallux valgus, okay? So they'll get pushed inward. Commonly, these people will have calluses on the medial side of their big toes um, and oftentimes a hallux valgus foot posture, okay? So you can almost assume that they're going to have a difficult time squatting if they have that type of a toe posture and foot posture, all right? So do the feet turn out and do they come up on their tiptoes? If they do come up on the tiptoes, reset them again and say, okay, now you're going to squat, but keep your feet flat on the floor. Try not to turn your feet out. And when they do that and they go down, sometimes they will kind of fall back like onto their heels, like they're losing their balance, okay? Well, that tells us right away that they, they don't have enough calf flexibility and enough dorsiflexion, and they may not have enough hip strength, okay? So then take a look at the knees. So have them squat again. Do the knees collapse inward? And this is what they usually do. Rarely do the knees fall outward. They usually collapse inward so that they can gain a little bit more motion by pronating the feet and, and collapsing the knees in, okay? Um, if they do that, that's a problem also because that is that high-risk position for ACL tears and knee injuries, um, and it's not a very efficient way for the quads and the glutes to work, all right? Now, why do they collapse in? Maybe they're collapsing in because the ankle is too tight, but they could also be collapsing in because the hip external rotators and the hip abductors, such as the glute medius, may not be functioning well enough in order to hold the femur in a more neutral position, okay? We'll see this sometimes with people with a greater trochanteric bursitis or lateral hip pain or, or glute medius tears. Um, that leg will collapse in and sometimes asymmetrically more on one side than the other, okay? Usually you'll see more collapse on the side that is tighter in the foot and the ankle, all right? Um, so another thing, when they're doing this squat, is it reproducing their pain, okay? Are they getting discomfort in the lateral um, patellar ridge, which could be a sign of lateral patellar compression syndrome, or are they getting pain in the lateral joint line where they're compressing a meniscus? Um, so, you know, assess, do they have pain when they're doing it? The other thing you should look at is when they squat, do they stick their butt out and lean forward and bend at the waist? If they do that, that's another compensation that they are doing. So try to get them to keep the shoulders back a little bit. I always tell patients, you know, when you try to squat, imagine you're sitting on your heels and see how far down they get. If they can't hold that position and get a nice squat in with their, their feet and their knees and their hips lined up nicely with their shoulders, um, and they start to fall back, it tells you that they have a lot of tightness and they have a lot of weakness around the hips. Um, so it's important that you uh, you make sure they kind of keep that good position and uh, try to keep the shoulders back. If they fall back, that's all stuff to work on, okay? So oftentimes improving calf flexibility is very important. Um, if they have hip weakness, quad weakness, they'll have some difficulty getting down into a good squatting position. Um, and then working on that, that 
squatting posture is important. But right now, I'm just really talking about using the functional squat as an evaluation tool, and it can tell you a lot. And it doesn't take a long time to do it. You know, it's just five or 10 seconds. You watch them squat a couple times, and then you make a couple adjustments and see what happens. But if you find some of these deficits, those are definitely things to work on, and they can certainly contribute to a lot of hip problems, knee problems, and foot and ankle problems, okay? So like that foot that is collapsing too much, uh, could be it could be a contributor to posterior tibial tendonitis. Um, we'll find that the foot that collapses the most is usually the plantar fasciitis side. It's usually a sign of a leg length discrepancy. Um, so these things can tell us a little something. And it's a quick and easy way of assessing multiple body parts at one time in a short period of time. Um, I know I gave you a lot of information there, but I hope that you uh, start to use your functional squat as an evaluation tool. And um, you know what? Uh, I will soon put up a video uh, for you, and I'll I have one in the um, in the show notes that you can look at. It's kind of a quick and easy one, um, but I'll get something out there that shows you um, all aspects of the functional squat that will certainly help to piece this all together for you. So make sure that if you uh, want to see more videos, you check us out on um, Orthoe Valpal with Paul Markey on our. YouTube channel. And uh, I'll have a link in the show notes for you today. And then um, make sure that uh, you connect with us on our get in touch page, or even connect with us uh, in this uh, on our website. When you go to our uh, podcasting uh, channel, you'll be able to uh, connect. Now, again, we don't make any money uh, doing our podcast. So a donation would be great so we can help to continue to offer this content on a regular basis. This does take a lot of time. It does take equipment. And um, I love doing it. And I want to be able to continue doing it. So any help you could uh, give Ortho Valpal, that would be great. Um, so we can continue doing CME courses, webinars, and um, you know a lot of the, uh, the podcasts. So again, folks, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please get in touch on orthoevalpal.com. Go to our Get in Touch page. And um, Take care. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.